Confession time. I am feeling a little snarky. I have been for the last week and, and uh, a day or so. Last week I was snarky because I heard the world's uh, largest candy store uh, just north of Belle Plaine was opened. And, uh, I, you know, it's a place you can visit once in your life and, and once is too much. Uh, but they opened up because they sell apples. <clears throat> we sell something a lot bigger and more powerful than apples. Anyway, and uh, yesterday I read that um, a certain casino right up the road from uh, on, uh, on uh, uh, 23 is opening up, a casino that shall go unnamed, and my frustration went out the window. Because uh, in the governor's orders, uh, uh, he is allowing groups, faith groups of no more than 10. And then later on, he says part of this is because they linger. He actually uses that word. We do much more than linger. We are not lingering when we come to Mass. But where do you linger longer? At Mass or in a casino? At Mass, we we do much more than, than just stand around and gossip. Stand around and push buttons and lick our lick our fingers and and all you know I I'm being a little facetious there with with the casinos I've been in one unfortunately uh, but uh, we have something and we can we can do a lot more social distancing and and we can we can keep ourselves safe coming to mass a lot easier than a casino would be a very much easier. So I am really encouraging everyone to pray that uh, our bishops are able to prevail upon uh, our governor tomorrow. Uh, they have a conference call, apparently. Prevail upon him to open things up a little bit more. There is a good plan. It is a very good plan for how to, how to uh, sanitize and isolate and, and uh, social distance. But I have to admit, as, as I read these readings again yesterday, after, or shortly after uh, losing my cool, I, I was a little convicted at reading today's second reading. Keep your conscience clear. Well, my conscience was not clear at that moment because I, I wasn't having uh, bad, terrible thoughts, but it's like, can't we do a recall election? Or can't our, can't our senators and our representatives prevail upon, them, upon uh, him a little bit to say, you know, this, is, this is silly. Uh, Father Ubel, who is the rector of Cathedral uh, in um, St. Paul, uh, wrote a letter saying, 10 people in the cathedral, this is paraphrased, it holds 2,000 people. 10 people? But you can have 200 people at the world's largest candy store. I would, I, I add that. It just doesn't make sense. And I think com- some of it comes from we, uh, as I said last week, we've made ourselves as Catholics non-essential. It seems we've we've duplicated what the government. Well, actually, the government has taken over what the church can do. But we're we're duplicating in social services. We're duplicating in in everything, and we forgot what our essence is. And today, maybe uh, these readings tell us, uh, help us go a little further that we've forgotten to give the world the reason. We've forgotten to tell the world what is the reason for our hope. 
And St. Peter telling us, our first Pope telling us, always be ready to give an explanation. Always be ready to give whoever asks the reason for your hope. That reason is different for all of us. But it comes down to one, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the reason for our hope. And when we are giving an answer, we are to do it with gentleness and reverence. This is where my conscience was not clear yesterday. But we are called to tell people, not force people, to invite people, not command them, that Jesus Christ is our Savior. He is our Lord. He is the one that God the Father has sent into the world to redeem us. And our only hope is in him. That's our only only hope. It's not in government. It's not in PPE. It's not in social distancing. I'm being a little facetious there, but you know what I mean. It is in Christ. And that we are so focused right now, it seems our world is so focused on on extending this life a little bit more, we forgot that the reason we're here is not just for this life, but as the Baltimore Catechism is, the reason for our Our existence is to know, love, and serve God in this life and to be with him for eternity. That Jesus Christ gives us that hope. And so St. Peter tells us it's better to suffer for doing good than, uh, if it be the will of God, than evil. It's always better to do good. It's always better to respond to the will of God. And what is the will of God as we hear in today's gospel reading? It is love. Uh, my favorite story of St. John is as he was uh, getting older, he was the last of the, the apostles to be alive. Uh, he died a natural death, even though they tried to martyr him a few times, um, boiling oil being one of those those times I can't imagine. But St. John, as he was going out, they, they asked Father John, why do you keep telling us to love one another? He said, those are the words of Jesus Christ, my Savior. And who am I? to give you anything else. He understood that love was the word of God, that that love ultimately was the commandment. And I I find myself reflecting, St. John is the one who has the highest theology, not that the other evangelists don't have high theology, but St. John has the highest. He gives us, he starts the gospel reading that Jesus Christ in the beginning was with God, and he took on flesh and dwelt among us. And at, at the same time he has that high theology, he also has... Love one another. Love is not opposed to knowledge. Love is fulfillment. And so often our world tells us that this love is just a warm feeling, a warm regard. I like to point out every once in a while, husbands and wives, if love were only a warm feeling, how many of you would be married to each other? Maybe after the first year or two, you'd be divorced, right? Love is much more than a feeling. Love is a choice of the will. Love is a decision to choose to put the other's good above your own. That's what Christ does for us. He loves us, and so he puts our good above his own. He dies on the cross for us. And how much does he love each of us? If we were the only one in all of human creation, to say yes to accepting his salvation, he would have died on the cross. 
for only one. And because God is infinite, of course, he can die on the cross for all of us who come to him. Doesn't that give us hope? And he tells us that he's going to go, but he tells us that he's going to send another advocate, or or in the Greek, the paraclete. This is a courtroom language. If we wanted a modern equivalent, he's going to send us a lawyer. Somebody who's going to argue on behalf of us. Somebody who's going to help us. And it's because of that Holy Spirit, because of that advocate, that paraclete, that we have a ready answer, or ought to have a ready answer to our hope. And if we don't, maybe there's something we need to do. Most of us uh, who are adults have been baptized. Most of us who are adults in in the church, all of us almost have, have been baptized. Most of us have been received the sacrament of confirmation. But today in our first reading, we hear of uh, the deacon, Philip, who goes to Samaria and preaches the gospel. The people receive that gospel with joy. They're baptized, but they're not yet, have not yet received the Holy Spirit. They have not yet received the advocate. And so the apostles, Peter and John, go and they pray over them. This is the biblical root of the sacrament of confirmation. We in the, the Roman Catholic Church have, have uh, separated out confirmation for baptism. In the Eastern Church, they celebrate con- baptism, confirmation, and the uh, first reception of the Eucharist at the same time, even for infants. But we've separated it out based on today's first reading. If we are struggling with that answer, if we are struggling with the reason to give the reason for our hope, maybe it's because we haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to be active in us. And we need to allow that Holy Spirit to be active. On Thursday is the traditional um, Feast of the Ascension. We've transferred the celebration to next Sunday. But with the, start, or with the Feast of the Ascension, we also start nine days of novena to, to the Holy Spirit. And perhaps more than any other year, more than any other time, we ask the Holy Spirit to be with us. We invite the Holy Spirit through these nine days starting Thursday to help us, to be ready with an explanation for our hope, to be ready to love, and to be ready to tell people there is reason we need to worship.